there right, we there go. There we go. There it is. I am a and genius. Now... Okay, so um. Oh wait, Widow. you're a genius. <laughs> oh my God, I might be. I you must be Albert Einstein. <laughs> I must be Albert Einstein. <laughs> I've been waiting. Uh, so, uh, Black Widow. Uh, you can't be a wimp, especially when you're in certain areas. Speaking of wimp and uh, being in certain areas, Black Widow. Oh. God damn, was this movie hard to watch? And it, it was. It, 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 it really was. Because I really thought that it was going to be uh, better. The There was hype around More action packed. But it honestly, I was expecting like something very mediocre because no one has powers, right? No one has like, you know, yeah. magic or like, you know, some weird external power source to use. It's just people and fighting. But Let's go. when you look at the show Hawkeye and then you look at Black Widow, Hawkeye did it better. So yeah. Like, I, the first 20 minutes of the movie was really nice to get that, like, kind of background development because we didn't really know a lot of Natasha's backstory. Um, we just knew Agent Shield, Black Widow, like, that's it. And then you find yeah. out the Red Room, and then you find out, okay, cool, this happens, that happens, yada, yada, yada. I was like, all right, cool, let's keep it pushing. But I just feel like... This either A wasn't her best performance, a Scarlett Johansson, or they just had it out for her to not succeed with this movie. Even though it was her last movie, I just feel like it there there's some line there. Like she I'm not saying she did a horrible job, but it just like it it wasn't it. Like she she wasn't even the star of her movie. The star of her movie was um that old lady that has been looking damn fine since the early 2000s, and uh, Yelena. Uh. I'll, I'll, I'll look her name up in, in, in a second. She, if I'm not mistaken, she was originally in the Mummy movies. She in the... Oh! Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that's her. Her. Uh, Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the lady that played uh, Yelena, those two, like, stole the show. Um... Rachel, nope, nope, that's her, no, that, that that's her actual name, my bad. Rachel Weiss, show it right here, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, I think she honestly stole the show, her and, and the Yelena. Um, if it wasn't for them, I consider the movie a, like, a big L, but because of them, I don't. Um... Do y'all have anything else to say about Black Widow? So, I honestly agree. And I'm actually going to lean on the more so basis that they were trying to, like, necessarily do the same thing that they did for Drax and Batista, as we mentioned in another episode, which is, okay, we know she's not coming back. But they just poorly executed the character right off with the actor as well, if that makes any sense. Makes I will sense. say I will say that which 
which I am a I'm a person of this these kind of movies movies that don't drag. Like I I can't stand like Oh lord. Don't 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 get me started. I I I was like hate I I asked my mom. I was like hey, you want to watch Black Widow with me? She came back. She came by. We watched Black Widow. My mom loves Black Widow. She was just like, I'm leaving. I was like, why? You just got here. It, it's too slow. And that takes a lot out of my mom because it's because she tries to give me a shot. She didn't even get to the good part of where the fight the fight in the building with Black Widow and the girl with the with the blonde hair. You mean the Natasha and all the other Black Widows like leading up to Yeah. Her? Yeah. Yeah. Like it just dragged. And like you you would think that because of all the skill that they have, they would um, the movie would have been more into that instead of having it like a storyline. Yeah, it, it felt so. Uh, like referencing back to the the Marvel episode, the, the TV one, and like She Hulk, you could clearly tell. All right, cool. Here's Act One, Act Two, Act Three. You could clearly tell that. And then it's like, all right, cool. Is there any sub subplots? And they throw it like right, like it's it's a dash. And that's how I felt like most of Black Widow was like, all right, cool. Here's big bad, right? Here's this. And then, like, you know, obviously we find where the Red Room is because Natasha, this whole time, believes that she destroyed the Red Room when it comes to find out, no, 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 the Red Room still exists. They're still making, like, new Black Widows. I was like, how can you be so confident that you did something? Matter of fact, you worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. and S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't look into... Eh, let's double check because she's a person and that is an organization. And I mean, I mean, I can further explain why it feels so weird. I mean, first of all, I'd like to say, sorry, I'm late. I had an alarm, didn't go off. I'm used to sleeping from like 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. because I'm up all night. Um... But no, it, it, I didn't have a pro I didn't personally have a problem with like any of the characters or the actors or actresses. My problem was if, because they did a backstory movie to a character that we've already seen, kind sort of get established from like Avengers all the way to Endgame is kind of like how can I? No, no, no. Well, not just that. It, it kind of feels like part one of an assignment was turned in after a project was done, if that makes sense. Uh, yep. I get that. Yeah, like you have you have this project, you're just like, okay, well, you got to do this step, then this step, then this step, and it's like a group turning in, you know, the first step of their project after the final project has been shown, which was Endgame. You know, it's like... Right. Where's the first draft? Like, so you got through, you did amazing, but this first draft that I asked you for weeks ago, which, by the way, I totally understand because I'm notorious for not doing homework. Ask any teacher of mine. Ask my parents. 
So I, I totally get it. It's like, well, shit. I know. Well, I'm the type that I tried to do all the homework in class. <laughs> exactly, because it's like, why? Why do I need to drag this shit home? When I'm home, I should be away from school. But getting back on topic, yeah, it, it felt like, why are you serving this when we already had the S-class dish? We don't need this A-tier come-up story we, when... We need the filler. Right. Well, not only that... Yeah. Well, not only that, they, they proved, and, and the thing is, is it, it's still on topic because it talks about the movie, but it proves that it's a late turn-in of a first draft, the way they tried to tie it in to recent events at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's, right. it's literally the end credit scene that will link it to... To Hawkeye. To, to, yeah, to Hawkeye, because it's literally like the last... Oh, Hawkeye and Wakanda Forever. Um, that I actually just watched Wakanda Forever, and a very important character that we've been seeing in a lot of the shows, uh, that's recruiting, um, like the, the chick that went, and we saw her first in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and she was recruiting the American Soldier, I think is his name, or whatever, the, the dude that was played by the shitty Captain America, and then- Oh, uh, John was, Walker? Yeah, she recruited him. And then she recruited other people. And then you see her at the end of Black Widow. And I'm like, something's wrong here. And then when you want, when you watch Wakanda forever, it's like, oh, this makes so much more sense now. Um, yeah, so, uh, next movie. Because uh, I, I kind of well, get into Did that. I only miss one? Oh, you, you hopped right, right in the middle of one. Like we, okay, we so. Um, okay, we're good. Shang-Chi. I didn't know what to expect with uh, I didn't know what to expect with this movie and I was completely blown away because I never knew of the character Shang-Chi. I've knew I've known of the Mandarin. The Mandarin has been Iron Man's like one of his rogues for forever and the fact mm -hmm. that they didn't like properly introduce him besides that shitty Iron Man 3 movie. <clears throat> not, not not shitty uh, uh, Iron Man 3. It's more the shitty way how they brought uh, the Mandarin in. And then you mm. see the movie and you're like, we can tell where the budget is going. We can tell who they want to keep and who they want like <coughs> to show like, hey, like we, we want you to care about this project as much as we did. Um, I love the diversity. Finally, like, you know, seeing a little bit more Asian culture. Um, very nice. I, I was blown away, honestly. Um, the 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 villain. It was it was a corrupt dad because he loved his wife too much. I was like, you know what? I can get behind this kind of villain. He he loves his wife so much. Dude has become delusional, but they don't like give him any like you know makeup or like special effects to make him look like he's gone crazy like they did. Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. I yeah, mean, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, because with with all of that, because I've I've known Shang Chi. Um, uh, I knew um Shang Chi in the comics. Like Shang Chi was no freaking joke. Like 
they um they did an awesome job because even with the father even in the comics the father was just like a bad dude like oh, he yeah, really de definitely he really um, but he was worse in the comics like dude was just like like warped and, and what why I really didn't why I really didn't um understand is why did they not project that like they only had him in the in the limelight of okay I I miss my I miss my wife and I'm doing everything it takes to to do it they didn't show like his actual his, his psychotic side. I, I feel like he, and, and this is probably more in the, um, like the writing and how it was presented, obviously like, no, you're going to show something that's involving Asians in like, you know, China, which is the biggest market outside of uh, the U.S. You don't want to like, you know, depict a dirty person, right? No, no one's going to appreciate that of their own culture. So that's partially why they didn't show him like just really demented, but it showed him a little bit more relaxed, which was something I was like, okay, cool. Like he, he's a dad. He cares. He's obsessed that his wife is uh, dead, no longer with us. But like, you know, he's not some crazy old crusty geezer. Like, you know, he looks like he's well in his prime, even though like, you know, he's over uh, hundreds of years old. So it, yeah. I feel like part of that was like, you know, to not have the movie banned in China. Um, but honestly, I feel like it was done well. It wasn't like, you know, too, too crazy. Dude just became corrupted. Um, and I would rather have something like that than like, you know, Multiverse of Madness, which will get, which will be the next one that we talk about. Yeah, like I do feel, I do feel in some, in some cases, yeah, like, of course, he was gonna be a a um calm person, have like a calm demeanor of of it all, um, all because he has this organization, and the dude's the dude is rich. Let's put it out there. Um, so he has all the time in the world to just relax and just calm, and just be calm because he's. Um, he's put um he's recruiting um people to be these elite assassins. So, you know, of course he's gonna become. Of course he's gonna become. So I can understand that. Um, the psychotic, the psychotic part. I, I, I would have. I would have shown just a little bit. But not, but not as much as they did in the comic. Okay. Uh, Sage, do you have anything to say about Shang Chi, or can we go into Multiverse of Madness before I lose my shit? Cause I, I got a lot of shit to talk about that movie. Ooh. But let's go into it. No, no, I, I only have one thing to say. Okay. So, I know I watched the movie from start to finish, like around the time it came out. It just fuzzy as to what all happened 
because I only watched it through once, and then any other time it came on, I only caught like bits and pieces. But when I what I did catch is that I really want Shang Chi to be thrown with the Marvel characters in a project such as like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Elektra, and Iron Fist. So I think Iron Fist and Shang Chi could pair really well together. So in the next Shang Chi movie, Iron Fist is supposed to be in it. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it makes sense because of you know the dynamic of mm-hmm. um, especially and, um, like the the dragon um, mm-hmm. Shang Chi. It kind of like gave vibes of Iron Fist and the dragon because you can yeah. have the power to be the Iron Fist through the dragon. E- even though I doubt it's the same dragon. <laughs> right. Well. Um, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. What the hell was that? That was bullshit. Oof. That was no no way home had better Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange one had a better Doctor Strange, and the what if had also a better Doctor Strange. I'm not saying Benedict Cumberbatch is a shitty actor. What I'm saying is that the story it was weird through and through. We had Wanda coming to grips of like, you know, I I, I need I need to find my children because she's obsessed because she gave birth and her kid disappeared i mean as any mother would correct correct yeah but at the same time she created them not she she, naturally she she didn't she didn't do the nasty right we know this she literally just like you know made some magic literally she put magic on in her however she did it and then she birthed the babies kids and then they rapidly aged um but it's more the like the the highlight to me of Doctor Strange was Wong and America Chavez. That's it. Because I mean, I'm gonna put. Oh, sorry, I can let you finish. Um, just, just a quick train of thought. Um, because I feel like Wanda's character of her being like you know the evil person, and then right at the last moment she gets um. Like, not her conscious, but, like, she, she realized that, oh, like, maybe I am the bad guy. I need to fix it. I'm like, bruh, I don't care about that. Like, you've you've literally shown this entire movie that you don't care. Go ahead. Now, as far as a Marvel movie, I just, I don't know. I just, I've seen de- definitely better Marvel projects. However... When you're looking at this move, this Marvel movie through the scope of a psychi- psychological lens, I like how it works because it pretty much shows the aftermath of trauma. Because first she lost, first she loses, first she loses, because first she technically loses her brother when she's brought in because her brother didn't make it past that first movie. And then she tried her best to make a life with Vision, and Vision was even becoming more and more human up until up until around um, Infinity War slash Endgame, because you can even see him in like a human type form in Infinity War, that in that hotel. And then she loses Vision, and then to try and compensate for the loss, and not only the one to show with vision well okay i'm gonna bring kids to try and make it more solidified because i mean what do you what do what do some couples do in a relationship to try and make things more solidified they have kids so 
through the psychological lens and aspect, it just was pretty much a timeline of trauma that collapsed at the end. And then she made it to where she, she is the villain because she's putting her needs before the safety of everything else. And then wants to do reckless stuff by getting America Chavez. Cause we all know America Chavez's power is leaping through um, different realities. And I really feel like, granted, I understand Wanda's powers and all that, but I kind of feel like, you know, Doctor Strange should have did a better job on his own containing that. But that's just what it is to me. So, like, as, you know, a Marvel movie of what we're typically used to seeing, eh. But then again, it was also their way of trying to give human emotions to these characters. Right. Kind of kind of make it like, you know, heroes are just like us. Let's, and let's, sometimes they fall just like us, too. Hey, yo, I'm not even going to get I, into that. Because that when we talk about something else, oh, my goodness. I'm making a call back. I'm calling it now. Set the chop card. <laughs> now, the last thing I will say is that I've seen the end of this of that movie like multiple times and I do not believe she perished in that tower. I think she got out. Hmm. Yeah. Because you can see like her um you know how like her red magic or whatnot, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah the the, 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 scar- the Scarlet Witch magic. Yeah, well, you can see if you go to that spot and then put it in slow motion, uh, it shows her magic after she after she supposedly crumble. Therefore, it kind of hints that she could have gotten out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just but then but then but then it looked like she actually was just like. I, I just wanted to end it all. True, but at the same time, you know, they could have pulled that because for writer speculation, they can use that as a way out instead of having to resort to um, to what's been going on right now. Now, granted, it hasn't been super heavy because they're only, like, tiptoeing it, but instead of using, like, um, different variants or... Or like uh, time travel, they could just pretty much crappily write that it was her powers that got her out. Yeah, but part part of the thing, like when when she, like right at the end, was that the dark <clears throat> disappeared, which means it led to believe that like whatever one was like more connected to her also disappeared. But I'll true it. And I agree. I'm just saying it. I just feel like it's a crappy way writers could use to get her back. That's oh, yeah, all. Definitely. definitely. Um, so moving on. Thor: Love and Thunder. Have we seen it? Yes. Oh but... my goodness. <laughs> it was. It was fun. It was funny, action packed, but it was just uh. uh. And, um, I I know it got an award, but but when I say the stage noise, it's exactly what I'm talking about. It was anything and everything, everywhere, all at once. It, it was yeah. It was doing a lot, and if it had stuck to one theme, one or two themes a little bit more than just like everything else, it would have been better. Um, I don't feel like the time 
but like it, not the time that it took to to make it but like the watch time i don't feel like it's justified you call it thor love and thunder well that is like no oh it's jane foster and thor so okay cool there's my love and thunder they're going to like you no know, be doing stuff together okay cool they are maybe doing something for half an hour the rest of it is nothing um then you have the the god butcher he's he's awesome right christian bale can do almost no wrong but again it was like his his weapon is connected to the symbiotes and right they're not in this at all so like it kind of weird kind of smack in the face but i'm gonna let that slide um and it, yeah it was just trying to do a lot it was thor was trying to be too funny which i get when you like you know look back he's before he was like you know a warmonger then he got relaxed and he said i'm gonna fight for the brave ones but somewhere in between ragnarok and now they decided no nah, let's keep him funny thor's not funny like you know, yeah thor's is... other gods is not funny and that the the interesting part was um zeus zeus and all the other gods i was like oh okay it's kind of cute it's kind of funny wait they have an orgy like they they literally said you know we we have an orgy i mean you gotta keep in mind it's also the greek and roman gods so of course they're gonna have an orgy all gods were uh, no not just greek and roman gods the the dude Hindus. Um, Hindus. No, I'm not saying that all the other mythologies did not do that. What I'm stating is the simple fact that at least we know for sure within the history books, they made sure that out of any religion or mythology there was Oh, the Greeks were horny. Greeks yeah. and Romans definitely got it on. And we could go into that later because that ties into something else that you wanted me to make content on, which now I'm spoiling. I'm sorry. I mean, basically what I think Sage is trying to say is we know not all religions are like that, but the lens was focused on the religions that do. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. Um, mm-hmm. But it... It's like, oh, we're going here, so we need a powerful weapon. Oh, let me get Zeus's thunderbolt. I was like, what? Like it, it just felt it was it was trying to do too much, and at one point it failed for that reason. But in the aspect of yeah. you know the cinematography, like even Thor, uh, like introducing the next generation. All right, cool. Heimdall's son was there, so that's how he was able to like you know communicate and see what was going on. Like, all right, cool, but, like, you're not really explaining. I'm saying you you don't have to explain who got with who, but just saying, oh, like, you know, you're Heimdall's son, you're that. Oh, okay, cool, that that makes sense. But even then, it it just felt too much. Ragnarok was perfect. Ten out of ten. Yeah. But Love and Thunder, I don't know. I don't don't know. It just... It made me feel like they were trying. They were trying. I guess I'm kind of repeating the same thing in a sense, but they were trying to do the same thing that um 
Thy Ragnarok was, which was a comedy. Like it was a comedy, but at the same time, it was good. It was. It wasn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't all over, over the place. The concept. The concept was, um, st was consistent in Ra in Ragnarok. Um, only only differences in Rag in Ragnarok was that they put planet um they put planet hulk into ragnarok yeah which they should have made which they should have made a different movie out of that instead of putting planet hulk uh, into it's, it, it's because hulk can't can get a movie he, don't you ever do this again i always huh? i always wonder like, yeah it's my fault i'm recording right now that's what i mean uh, oh. That, that, that's how we do that. We we, we mute them. Sage, you're, you're muted. Um, well, what was the last thing you you just said, Gypsy? I was I was I was also going to say that with with whatever was going on with the whole goats, um, Zeus, yeah, and everything and everything and everything else. I understand that they wanted to make it funny with the with the screaming that was um with the screaming goat meme to make it to make it um, to make it um be alive but it was just too much yeah. like I yeah. I think that if they were to do something like that they should have made it like like um like party X yeah, some something else, um, but eh, it, it, it honestly, and it's it's sad that like you know in the very beginning you get the Guardians of the Galaxy and I'm like oh shit like it's gonna be a buddy cop thing, and nothing. I was like, we get five minutes of this, so what was the point of this? What what was the point of teasing this, and not follow through? And it's it was a lot. It was too much, unfortunately, and they couldn't. the The director couldn't pull it off twice. Um, I mean, it just seems like they only had them there to pretty much avoid a plot hole of like them of him leaving with the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of Endgame. And if you would have seen him without the Guardians of the Galaxy in his very next movie after that, they would be like, "Where'd they go? Where are they? What's going on?" But they didn't keep him around long enough for it to matter. Now, my biggest problem with the movie was the whole weirdness between, you know, Mjolnir and, and the axe. Like, they were trying oh to make God. it, they were trying to make yeah. it like it was like a relationship thing. It's like, nah, it's just a weapon. You, you, why, why are you, why are you adamant about giving these two, no, granted, they're magical weapons, I'll, I'll give them that. Um, but it was like, why are you giving these two magical weapons? That have been interchanged in the comics, no problem. Just you know, kind of naturally per se, going using the loose version of the word naturally, and then applying it like they're actual people, like the personification of it. It it, it just didn't work. Melnir is technically its own personal being, but it was just sealed inside um, the hammer until Odin. Well, yeah, Odin sealed Melnir the spirit and personification of what it was, which was mass destruction inside the hammer. 
true, but because they didn't express that in any of the movies, it was just used as a tool, and then they try to express it in this movie, it just seems standoffish. Mm. I mean, what I do like the most out of this movie is how they did the post credit scene where you've seen Val, uh, Valhalla with actual Heimdall, because, I mean, Jane Foster, she passed away with the cancer and the fact that the cancer got really worse due to her u- trying to use meal in there, because you could see every time she used it, she, her natural human side was just, you know, the cancer was progressing. It wasn't reverting it like she hoped. And then when she, you know, if you see her, after you see her pass away in the movie, and then she thinks she's going to go to, you know, regular heaven, not even getting into religious religion all there. But then she ends up seeing um, Heimdall, which is supposed to be Valhalla. It just goes to show that, well, it's another it's another avenue for them to be able to I don't want to say bring back because I'm not trying to lean towards that, but for them to. I don't know get a perspective on how the others that could have landed in Valhalla share their perspective on things like like Odin and Thor's mom and uh, pretty much everybody else that was that was from Thor's you know family and home speaking of something that's relatively goofy um, I haven't seen it so I'm gonna rely heavily on you guys for this next one uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Edition. I didn't Look. see it either. Uh, I loved it. So, so walk, walk us through. Is it kind of like the Star Wars Holiday Special? I mean, kind of. But at the same time, for for what the for what a holiday special is, and what. It, no, not what, but how uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy normally carry themselves. It, in my opinion, it kind of works. Like I would give it a solid seven point five out of ten. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, and it's one of those things that it didn't have too much. They, they touched upon what you know. They made it fun. They touched upon what everybody liked, and then, granted, it seems a little predictable because. You know, you have Star-Lord constantly going on about Kevin Bacon, then what happens? They, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I could spoil it. (laughs) I'm probably not going to watch it. Well, the spoiler is, is they actually go out and hypnotize and kidnap Kevin Bacon for Star-Lord. Oh, wow. Yeah, and bring Kevin Bacon to where they're at, and then... And then, you know, Star-Lord, as he is, you know, he may be goofy, but he's he tries to be practical. He's like, you can't just... He's like, Mantis, Drax, you guys can't just capture a human being like that. Right. <laughs> that, that, that's y'all acting like how you acted before you were part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Kind of like impulsive. Take what and whoever you want. He's like, this is kidnapping. And of course, they make jokes about it. At not jokes about kidnapping, but jokes about like, well, we were just trying to, you know, do something to make your Christmas worth everything, not, oh, snap, we just took a human being. But, I mean, nothing happens to, bad to Kevin Bacon at all. They, you know, they snap him out of the trance, and then they get to have a one-on-one conversation 
between, you know, Star-Lord and Kevin Bacon, and then he just... I didn't see Kevin Bacon go home, but I did see and hear that, you know, there was the intentions of just sending him home back to how they were, back to what he was doing, living his normal life. So I I think it kind of works, because, I mean, even in the other Galaxy of the Guardians movies, you see the actors... Not actors, but the characters accidentally act impulsive, and then Star Lord like keeps them in check. Like, hey, we don't do this, <laughs> and then it kind of like all balances out at the end. And that's basically what it is. Okay, well, seeing right. we're we're finally transitioning into good shit, um, reminding us where the money went. Eternals, wow, beautiful masterpiece. It gave us everything you would need in a story that Black Widow could not deliver on. <laughs> it, uh, it was a it was a quick like little ensemble cast, just like the first Avengers. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, I I liked how they did it. I never knew of the Eternals like really before because they never really talked about it before, um, even like in the TV shows, like the regular like cartoons, they never really talked about it. It's more of like an afterthought. Yeah, Thanos is from this planet. He's technically uh, like, you know, that and yada yada. Titan. And that's it. <laughs> um, but this actually like, you know, gave a little bit of depth to the Eternals, the Celestials. I was like, you know what? This is like good background information and story. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I loved the acting, like everyone involved in it, even even the deaf girl. I'm like, you know, I'm surprised that they did that, but I think it works well because, like, you know, uh, she ran so much or whatever, she, like, lost her hearing. So I was like, ah, you know, that's that's somewhat easily explained away, but I liked it. It it, it was very enjoyable, worth the watch. I might rewatch yeah. it. As a matter of fact, Shang-Chi was the very first um, movie I ever rewatched of all the everything. I never rewatched it. That was the first one. Saw it and then I was like, "Babe," I, I, I told my girlfriend, "I was like, babe, you're gonna like this." And then we watched it. She she loved it. Um, Made Eternals. Um, I might rewatch, but it's it. I'm not saying it does a lot in a bad way, but it does do a lot because it's explaining like literally all of human history. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like it's done well. The um, it, uh, have y'all seen the movie Deja Vu? I think it's with Samuel J. No. Um, fuck. I forget his name. Denzel. Denzel Washington. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I've seen it. The The movie kind of felt like that. And I, I, I love Deja Vu. Because uh, it's like, hey, like here we are, but like we got to go back. All right, cool. Now here we are. All right, now we got to go back. And I'm like, okay, cool. I actually liked it where there was like, good decent progression and backstory all at the same time and i was like you know what this is it's a masterpiece uh what do y'all think on eternals or am i the only one that watched it no i watched so, it yeah eternals was pretty was pretty awesome like i can definitely say that you know how how they bind into because even though even though we have um, I don't know if this um show is like it is connected to it or you know 
but it gives me all of the vibes of Moon Knight and how much Eternals is connected because of the Egyptian culture. Mm. Okay. Now, I like the characters, the the backstory, and, and everything, and I see where they were. Because, you know, I'm also going to bring up that meme where it's like, you know, uh, Hydra, you get nothing from Eternals. Um, Ultron, get nothing from them. And and uh, Thanos, you get nothing from them. That Apparently they exist, but they never step in to do anything. Uh, I get where they were like, well, they had to, you know, they were preoccupied fighting this, you know, galaxy-ending threat because they had to do all that within a matter of time. And a lot of them were like kind of, you know, going through their own stuff at the same time. But I just kind of feel like they needed to take a little bit more time. When I say a little bit more time, I'm only saying like 10 to 15 minutes, not like a whole half not like to try and constantly bring it up, but just like a good 10 to, f- not even 10 to 15, because that's a long time, but five to 10 minutes of them being like, hey, these characters are strong and everything, but they're more like a tier or two under the watcher to where they can't be involved in every threat that happens all the time. Because mm-hmm. then they just, then that just means that the, the universe will constantly rely on them, therefore making all these other characters irrelevant. I didn't know I needed to watch this movie. I was afraid to watch this movie. And the only reason for that was because Chadwick um, is is no more. Rest in peace. Um, Wakanda, uh, well, Black Panther 2, also known as Wakanda Forever. Um, honestly, it's a masterpiece. I, I have almost nothing to talk about this movie. I, I like how they introduced how uh, T'Challa died, or how, sorry, Chadwick Boseman died in the movie within the first five minutes. Like, that is the problem. I was like, all right, cool. Then you have the funeral. Shiri just, like, stays locked in her lab. She's trying to, like, you know, redo something. She's trying to, like, you know, get her morals and her whatnot um, where they need to be. Not where they need to be, but, like, you know, her brother died and she couldn't save him with, with technology. Uh, the ancestors have failed us, basically. Um, and as the movie goes, I have nothing to complain about. But during Black History Month, right? How you say, oh yeah, no, we're going to open up Black History Month with Wakanda Forever. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds like a great, phenomenal idea. I know there's Latinos in this. Boy, was I so thrown off. I I was not expecting, right, there to be a moment in the movie where the fishman is is whooping everyone's ass. I was like, God damn. Oh, oh, this so one so man. I was like, wait, hold on. Y'all are happily saying this is how we're going to open Black History Month. And then you see a Latino whooping black people's ass. I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, I would say superiority, but like, this is a fish man. 
And if I was there with my people, I've been waiting for someone to say something stupid so I could say it, but no one said it. There, there's a clip where he's like, uh, these I'm not men, beating me, you that me, moment, me, sir. Me, me and my people, if we were there, he would be bowed before us, Okoye. If you and your people were there, your big brains would still be there because you're, you, you don't think. He looks at her and says, you bald-headed demon. My favorite line from the movie. Favorite, favorite line from the movie. But I, 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 dude, I felt weird. I felt weird watching it and then just seeing this this one one man show, whooping like a third of Wakanda. I was like, oh my god. Um, With all bubbles. right, Disney, great way to open Black History Month for Black people to have their ass handed to them in their own movie. But okay, I guess. Um, the no. ending was beautiful though. The the ending was was beautiful. It was. Because he, uh, Shiri realized she can't. <sighs> okay. I cried. So Ant-Man and the Wasp just came out like this, this week, right? Obviously when this gets posted, it's going to be like a month or two later. But I did not see one spoiler for Wakanda forever. I did not see one. Oh, oh I, I can tell you why you didn't see it. One. Here's why. If I had seen one, I would have seen everything. Why? Because, um, like, the, dude, it's it's the way how the movie just flows one thing to the next to the next is very beautiful. But it's the fact that Shuri is able to recreate the heart shape or uh, the heart shaped herb, and then she takes it right. She's, she's like, might as well. Let's. I'm here. I'm probably the smartest person and best person to do it. Let's go. And who does she see in the ancestral plane? Yo. Oh, oh, can 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 I take over? Yo, hold, hold on before you do. I was like, oh, okay. So so we're in the palace. We're not in the field, like her brother was, right? Where we're not. We were in a specific building, which that was kind of the hint to what was happening. And I was like, wait, why are we in a building and not outside? Like T'Challa was outside. And then you get mm-hmm. the reveal, and I was like, yo. Mm. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to get reckless with this podcast. All right. So first off, believe it or not, I didn't watch the movie on Disney+. Plus. No. Oh, you see, there. Sosa got spared from TikTok, believe it or not. That's why I ain't even watched the movie altogether. I had enough spoilers from TikTok alone because they were pirating and uploading clips every five minutes. That's first. I'm glad Number I was two. On my side of TikTok then. God, amen, hallelujah. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. I, I was the one suffering. All right. On top of that, we we gonna take this throne scene that you were talking about. Yeah, because it made people realize, you know, we all the same, but we not all the same. All right. Just like that light skin, dark skin be. No, nah, fuck all that. Because at the end of the day, we all got the same goal in mind. And that's when Shuri comes to the ancestral plane. She sees the kingdom and she's like, what's going on here? Why am I in the sacred area? That was burned away. Oh, yeah, because you got the same intentions. You want that shit back in blood, right? 
who you going to see? Killmonger himself. Because he technically was king, regardless of the fact that the ritual was incomplete. And the country was super. Exactly. What was incomplete? The ritual was incomplete. Oh, for, because, her, for her, yes. For, for her, yes. No, I'm talking about the ritual combat. For, yeah. T'Challa was supposedly dead. They saw him go off to a river. They didn't see M'Baku go pick his mans up and say, you know what, I'm going to just keep you alive and hope for the best. Because technically, once M'Baku saw that T'Challa was still alive, he could have killed him right then and there. And then the ritual would have been complete. And the ancestors would have looked on and said, guess what? You followed the rules. We'll spare you a little bit. But nah, he ain't do that. That's how Killmonger maintained his power as king. So technically, although he is not a true Wakandan king, he still had the title for a little bit of time. And he still had the power of the Black Panthers within so Shuri seeing him was just a mere reflection of, well, I'm a hurt person and hurt people hurt people. Right now, Shuri is like, well, guess what? I've just been told by this fish man, and I quote, bury your people, mourn your dead, your queen now, figure it out. How many times has a black person been told that? Mm-hmm. How many times has any POC been told that? You ain't wrong. Right, then. I'm done spitting. Yeah, no, uh, I... <laughs> he, dude, dude was a savage. He, he went with, like, a small group like it. It was him and his boys, right? And he he did most of the work in, in a group project. Sound familiar, anyone? Um, and... <laughs> oh, oh, we talking about you? Because we we can definitely put you out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't okay. talk about me. Uh, but yeah, no, he, he just pulled up with some of his boys, right? Small group. Him and his little entourage didn't even show up with the whole army, and like he did most of the work. He was like, boom, bang, beat your ass. Boom, bang, beat your ass. And then Umbaku goes, right? This fish, man, would be bowed before... Oh, okay, cool. Yay! Just, just one straight punch. He didn't hit him with the stick, none of that. He just straight up punched. And the way how, like, they slowed down that cinematography for you to see that, like, his breastplate was shattered. And he was just there laying on the ground. I was like, oh, shit. Um, I, 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 I loved... Like after after that, right? And then like you no, know, they relocate to where Umbaku's like you no know, people stay. Um he was like, Do you know what they call him? And then he said the name. He's like, That means like serpent fish god and then everyone just looks at him, he's like, Oh, just because you think we are like we we, we worship the, the monkey, we, we don't have books. Harum Haruman. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly loved it, and y'all need to give me, like, a second, because my grandmother's calling me. Glory to Anuman is yeah. the monkey god, which also provided strength for war. Fact. 
which is where the Jabadi get their strength and teachings from. Um, yeah. Serpent, this fishman would be bound before us. Now, I mean, don't... We're not giving him this moment, you guys, and I'm proud of y'all. Yo, bruh, I, I have that shit on, like, re like every once in a while, I'll just, like, go and search it up. You bald-headed, like, it was just so beautiful. You bald-headed demon. And then, like, not even, like, what, half an hour later when they go and, like, pick up Riri Williams, she like, you and that ashy head. I was like, yo. <laughs> He's not wrong for calling her a bald-headed demon. Um, but, no, the, um, again, the overall arcing theme, passing on the mantle, um, like, no, Black Widow is now Yelena. Shang-Chi is now the owner of the Ten Rings. Um, Multiverse of Madness gave us America Chavez uh, and solidified Wong as the new Sorcerer Supreme. Um, you see Wong in everything. In every, He's always a cameo somewhere. Thor Love and Thunder introduced the next Thor, like, right at the end, which wasn't a fan. Uh, Eternals. It kind of puts us in a weird place. Uh, it's kind of the outlier where it's not really... It's more giving mm. us a story we didn't know that we needed. I mean, I was going to talk about the only problem that I had with the, with the Wakanda Forever movie. Oh, be yeah, beautiful. Um, hold on. Uh, and, um, Wakanda Forever, we get Shiri, and then also that end credit scene teasing the next uh, T'Challa. Um, see how... What... what, what I'm afraid to ask. Why are you afraid to ask? Just shoot it, because I have one problem with the movie, too. And I, I mean, feel uh, like... It I mean, if it's a problem of the Latino whooping the black people's ass, like, we no, already, already established that. My problem is this. is Don't get me wrong. I understand where they were relating. And I'm talking just straight story with the movie. Nothing like culture or anything like that. I'm not touching on any of that on either side. My problem is, is I understand that they showed Killmonger because of, you know, she was kind of acting like him and acting out of the same kind of emotions. It's just at the end where she spared, um, where she spared Namor. And she's like, I, I just kind of feel like that was their way of trying to make her like her brother and be like, well, I'm going to spare you because it's something that my brother would have done. You know what I mean? Because T'Challa... Uh -huh. Because T'Challa tried to be a merciful king. However, the difference between Namor and and uh, how the events that unfolded in Civil War, because it was Baron Zemo, you know, pulling the strings and ultimately responsible for T'Challa's dad's death in that movie. Mm -hmm. Well, when T'Challa came up to not came up to, but encountered or talked to Baron Zemo at the end of the movie, T'Challa fully understood that this person alone isn't a powerful person. He was just able to outsmart um, Iron Man and Captain America and kind of pin them together because of Iron Man's parents' death. And it was actually um, the Winter Soldier that took out you know, although it was the Winter Soldier uh, under a different mental state, but he's the one that took out Iron Man's parents. 
Uh, right. And but the thing is, is Baron Zemo is using that as a tool to pin Captain America and Iron Man against each other. Right. Um. And but at the same time, with Baron Zemo as his own, not being a powerful person at all, especially compared to Avengers, T'Challa, Shiri, or Namor, I just kind of feel like I know. Um, Shuri was trying to use the same philosophy as her brother by sparing Namor. I just don't think he deserved it. That's no, all I'm no, going to say. No. He, he, he did, did not, not deserve to be spared. I swear he did it. No, no, no. no he, he did not. He he knew what he was doing. I, I, mm, mm, mm. You got to have balls to tell somebody to hurry up, go bury your own man, get your shit together, and then come see me for the next round. That's fucked well, up. No, and the other he, thing, so, and the so other thing is, big in the locker room energy. Y'all can't tell me he was not big dick energy in the locker room, right? Okay. Well, no no room one is touching sure. this flying fish man, okay? And in the very beginning, the very beginning, all he said was, "I just want the girl," right? It was his stubbornness. It was his stubbornness because, like, the drill that they found, oh cool, we we found vibranium. It was and the fact that he asked. He's like, "I just." I just want the scientist. Now, the fact that he couldn't be okay with Wakana holding the scientist. Like, oh, let let us hold her. She'll stay with us in our country. And she will. we won't let her leave. Because then that way, okay, cool. Like, the threat of the issue is contained. At the end of the movie, they send her ass back to America. I'm sorry. Why? Because wow, she's too much of a threat level to Wakanda now, even though... Right. Well, the biggest thing with Wakanda is they've... Oh, now, granted, T'Challa changed it with the way he was and wanting to outreach and help other people, which that's just who he is. But Wakanda's always wanted to stay hidden, and having a character of that level of importance be in Wakanda is just going to give more of an outsource to the outside world. Exactly. Right. Now, my other thing here is what you can also look at the depiction is the thing is, is Namor is also worse because he directly took out um, Shiri and T'Challa's mom. Like, it was a direct, it was a direct hit. I'm going to put it like a, that. That was a very direct hit. Oh, well, hold, but, hold, hold on. But, hold she on, hold on. Saved, she could have saved herself and let the girl die. But True, did. but... But look she at this. Could be in the next Black Panther. Yeah, but not ancestral the plane bullshit. But they said, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna save the girl. Save well, the what I save the world. What I'm getting at though is it was a direct hit, but the father's passing was an indirect hit due to a byproduct of unfors- un- unfortunate circumstance, because right. he wasn't directly being targeted. It, he just so happened to, because keep in mind, like it, it, he wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, the king's there. He's out of Wakanda. We're gonna take him out. It's no, we're gonna crumble his building because we have other people there that he's trying to target. Oh, the king didn't make it out of there and you know died in front of his son. Exactly. It, it's just a difference of circumstance. Because I kind of feel like I kind of feel like if it was a direct thing. I'm not too sure that T'Challa would have had as much mercy on Baron Zemo. 
I don't think he would have. No, he wouldn't have. Like you said, wrong place, wrong time. But yep. for the attack on Wakanda, nah, that, that was a direct hit for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Plan, he said what he was coming to do, and he did that shit. With bubbles. With yeah. fucking bubbles. He ain't saying, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it with bubbles to be disrespectful, but bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Talk, fucking bubbles. But you know, word is bond, and you gotta be a man of your word. He came up and said, hey yo, I'm about to fuck your shit up. Give me now, this person, or I'm gonna fuck your shit up. Now, not to get too far off topic, but this is where, as a scriptwriter, storyline is important. As in, how can I say it? The way you tell one story versus the way you tell a different story, and you see how characters act in one situation versus acting in another, you can't always use a cookie-cutter um, template, if that makes sense. Can I? I want to ask. I want to ask a. I want to say that is. My question is pretty interesting. Um, does anyone have? Did anyone feel that in the end of Wakanda Forever, they should have had Bost come out out of nowhere and talk to Shuri like they did? When Shuri wanted to become Black Panther? Yes. Honestly, I, I would have felt great with that. Because I would have. Yeah, like, I because, think that Black Panther still cares about who takes the mantle because right. she oversees who gets the power. She can easily deny access through the ancestral and spiritual level of it. But she allowed it to go through because Shuri also had a lesson to learn. Right. I do I do feel that like like alternate ending, like if they were to um have like a different alternate ending, they sh- um they should have had like had Shuri still be Black Panther and just come out of nowhere. In a, in a city, and then Boss just comes in and talks to Shuri and says, you're not worthy. And then ends it like that. And then just ends it like that. Mm. I would have felt that it would have been better that way than how they ended it. I, I would rather but they... If she acknowledges that she was unworthy, right? How were we going to fix the problem? Yeah, so we know that Namor gets spared, but let's say that Shuri in mid movie she does see Bask. Bask says, You're unworthy, I'm not giving you this power, or I'm still gonna give it to you, but just know it's not because you're worthy of it, it's because you need it, right? Oh, no, I have a perfect solution for that. Hold on, before you say the perfect solution, I I feel like with the way how the movie was rewritten, because Chadwick Boseman saw the original script, I feel like with them like honoring, hey, not only did Chadwick Boseman die in real life, we just like killed off a whole bunch of characters, including uh, uh, the the mom. I feel like that would have been a little bit too much 
emotional damage. <laughs> and it probably wouldn't work or it would like overdo it for the like, you know, emotional damage part of or the emotional damage scenes and energy from, from the movie. There right, we there go. We go. There it is. I am a and genius. Now... Okay, so um Oh Black wait, Widow. you're a genius? <laughs> oh my god. I might be I you must be Albert Einstein. <laughs> I must be Albert Einstein. <laughs> I've been waiting. Uh, so uh Black Widow. Uh yes, I moved She Hulk to a D because I, I I feel like fail is a little bit much. Um Okay. I like B, but then again, that's just me. And I want to put it at a C. I'll, I'll put it, I, yeah, I'll put it at a C. Right. I say B or C, but not D. It wasn't as bad as She-Hulk. Um, oh, anything was better than She-Hulk, almost. A. I go with I S. put. I'll go with A. Sage, yes. also A. Yeah. A. I'm being outvoted bet. Uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I, I think it belongs in, in A. C. A. You bugging C. Okay, B. you're right. I, I was bugging. Yeah, it's a B. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> Just go ahead and click that up there right now. Like, Phil, Just... We don't even need to discuss it. Okay. Um, the the Christmas special. Uh, Shadow, see how you you're the only one who saw it. C. S, please. <laughs> no, because I'll, I'll, I'll put it in B because I haven't seen it. If, if, if I agree with you after I see it, then then I'll, I'll move it. Then there. then at least move it to A after you see it, because I mean, for Guardians of the Galaxy project, they they pretty much did it as good as all the other three. Okay, Eternals. Oh yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. Wait, oh, what's... what's that last one? The, the Wakanda Forever, hold on. I want to put it first because I feel like it is the best and it deserves the first place spot on the whole entire thing. I could be okay. wrong and I could be bugging and y'all might think it could be A or B, but I feel like Wakanda Forever is like the peak. As a matter of fact, I... actually, because I learned this the other day, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to show, I'm gonna show mm -hmm. it to y'all. Y'all little pendejos here, right? Cool. Uh, let's do this. I don't. I don't need this one. We're gonna delete that one. Remember the the lost I, I art. I need a new one. Add a row above. Cool. I need this to say SS. That to say S. We're kind of forever SS. Big facts. He remembers the ways of old now. Uh, any any uh, argument with uh, the Wakanda Forever being SS? I mean, I didn't think it was that good, but that's just me. I mean, I I, I can kind of agree, and only I because, mean, my again, thing is, end, you revealed that he has a son. Why you wait till the end? Well, my thing, my it thing is, is that explained it saying, "Oh, we wanted to like you know give him a life that wasn't like you know." Heavily enforced with, hey, you're a prince. You need to act like we wanted to give him a semi-normal life, which is why he's not in Wakanda and he's out in the world, learning to be mm -hmm. with people. And then when he goes to take his throne, he's like, "My name is 
T'Challa, son of T'Challa. I was like, that's kind of pathetic. Grandson of... Oh, oh okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with that I don't know. Started, like I said, I had my problems with it story-wise. Not even... Not even... Um, like I said, not culture, not race, not any of that. Just... I just kind of feel like for as smart as an individual Shiri is, I just kind of feel like she should have been able to process her emotions better. Because she's a a genius. And she also knows, now granted, now I know they set it up tragically because Chadwick Boseman passed unexpectedly in real life, but the thing is she also knew her brother, T'Challa, the character, Black Panther, wasn't going to live forever. Now, hopefully, you know, he would live a normal life like her, like her dad, like their dad, and, you know, hopefully not pass away tragically or, I, I don't, I, pretty much I can say unexpectedly because he didn't go to that seminar thinking he wasn't going to make it out alive. But at the same time, it's like, Siri, you are this so much of an intelligent person, but you don't know how to manage your own emotions. That was my problem with it. Smart people should know how to manage their emotions or else that is their character flaw. But that's a human trait. It is a human trait. I just... Nah, because, like, I I go through it. Believe it or not, I go through it. Yeah. I just don't tell y'all about it. But when I do, I do. Yeah. She should have been more open. Okay. She, that, that, that's a thing in 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 POC culture. We don't we don't talk about our feelings and or our issues. But with that being said, I'm gonna go enjoy the rest of my day. Hope you guys do as well. Yep. Until next time, till the next episode. Peace.